0: Open our lips, O Lord, that our mouths might proclaim your praise. Amen. Amen. It's about proximity. This is a pretty fantastic story we have here today. I mean, the the brilliance. I mean, this is like Steven Spielberg-esque. I mean, this is kind of like, if you were going to close the season of Epiphany, this season when we have been hearing stories Revealing to us who the Christ is, who the Christ and the person of Jesus is, and the manifestation and the revelation. And it's almost like they're saying, if you haven't been paying attention for six or seven weeks to these stories, well, then we've got one for you. This is like the finale at the end of the fireworks, you know, where the fireworks have been going off and you love them, and then all of a sudden they start throwing so many things, and you're like, oh my gosh, okay, I get it. The radiance. Jesus with Moses and Elijah. Moses and Elijah representing the law and the prophets. Moses and Elijah representing one of the greatest gifts of Judaism to us, which is the sense that in God's Word, there is this always ever going and ever evolving dialogue that's happening. Well, it's kind of like this, it's kind of like that. And Moses and Elijah, the law and the prophets, having to be together, having to live in that dialogue, that tension at times. And now here is Jesus, here is the Christ, the manifestation who isn't some kind of repudiation of them, but the evangelist wants us to see is the embodied fulfillment of all that that word is all about, the radiance of the Christ. Look at this one and listen. And what's interesting is what they're talking about. They're talking about his departure, which he would accomplish at Jerusalem. Now a sidebar here about Jerusalem. What we need to remember about Jesus' journey to Jerusalem, which we will walk with him through Lent and through Holy Week, is that if there is any last vestige in our brains, hearts, souls, bodies, that somehow the cross is about God needing some blood sacrifice. Please, 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 for the love of God, I guess I didn't even thought about putting it that way, but for the love of God and ourselves, push that out. Jerusalem is not about the fact that, you know, I may not have told the truth about damaging my brother's car in high school. There was a cry for some shed blood, but it wasn't God. Yeah. You know, we don't need this kind of barbaric violence understanding of what the cross is about the ramifications of that have been a plague to us for millennia let's just let's just put the period on that one what jerusalem is about is jesus choosing to walk faithfully in proximity Jesus choosing to walk faithfully in proximity with other human beings. Jesus choosing to walk in proximity to the institutions around him. And Jesus naming what he sees about where they are not giving life and where the people around him are giving life. And those namings of Jesus become incredibly threatening to the institutions and they want to silence him. And what is accomplished at Jerusalem isn't God wanting blood. It's the consequence of proximity and faithfulness on the way. That's what's going on. And Moses and Elijah are reminding Jesus, this is what takes place. And Jesus, if you keep following this way, if you keep speaking the things you are speaking, this is what's going to happen because it's what always happens. And, if you keep speaking this, here is also what happens to the hope and life of human beings. Consequence of proximity. Reconciliation doesn't come from the stone tablets that Moses brings down, or even the temple. In the season of Lent, you know, we're going to hear stories about the temple. In this season, Jesus is going to be in the midst of life, And he chooses that. Jerusalem is about choosing to be in the midst of life. And again, that's what Lent is. Where we choose to be brave enough to examine what's broken. What's broken in our community and the world. What's broken in us. What's broken in us personally and communally. Where we will talk about the squandering and the pollution of this creation and our lack of concern for those who come after us. Our exploitation of others and the benefits, the economic benefits we have because of the exploitation of others. Those are the things we're taking on in this season of Lent. It's an examination of what is broken. And what the transfiguration is among many things is the church's gift to us saying, as you're about to examine this stuff, as you're about to throw yourself in, remember what is in your midst. See this illumination, this transfiguration. Because today's reading is really a hinge, if you will, between Epiphany and Lent. And the church is saying, if you truly tackle what is polluting us, body, mind, soul, if you truly tackle the exploitation of others for the promotion of others, you're going to find yourself in some places that are pretty frightening. And what we often do when we're frightened is we sometimes withdraw. As a culture, we're really good at numbing. La-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. la 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 la, 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 la. do not tell me these things. I don't want to see them. Let me enjoy my life as I can. We might even fall into the church as some kind of supposed refuge. Again, we will hear a story in Lent where people, when Jesus gets to Jerusalem, they go, Jesus, look at the temple. Isn't it magnificent? How wonderful. God's so proud of us. God loves us. And Jesus says, oh, Jerusalem that stones the prophets? And so what we are called into is not to distance ourselves or to numb ourselves or to even cling on to some Religious stuff. But what this transfiguration says is, hold the food of this moment. Listen to the voice. And take it with you as you enter the season where you are going to examine what's broken in you and in your world. Because if you can do that, then just maybe. You'll find some life on the other side of that. Proximity. Proximity has certainly been part of what this process that this community has been going through, this faith community, in our journey of koinonia. Proximity that has grabbed us and said, you know, this isn't about just going out in the community and doing good things for people. This is actually about being with people. A proximity that has said, leave aside what you think you know. Leave aside the places you tend to hang, the spaces and the postures. Leave them aside. If you are seeking equity, as the psalmist proclaimed, and justice, we won't find it in a quick fix, but by somehow getting outside of ourselves. And koinonia has made us uncomfortable, or at least I'll say me, Among the things that we keep wrestling with is our whiteness. And I don't just mean skin color, but what all that means in terms of the privilege, in terms of the institutional supremacy that we benefit from. We had a meeting, a joint meeting of the Vestry and the Koinonia Committee this past week. talking about a number of things. Among them, what do we need from each other? How do we stay in communication and relationship? And one of the things that a member of the Koinonia Committee said is, I need us to remember that this wrestling with what this whiteness of ours is all about is not just some kind of one-off. You know, we've read the book and we got it figured out, so let's move on. But that we need again and again to keep exploring and understanding what it is all about and what we benefit from at the exploitation of others. And members of the vestry returned the same sentiment yes this is not a one-off this is a journey that we are going to be on for some time we are on the way to jerusalem and it's why lent isn't a one-off i mean we don't just do lent once and good done now we get to live in easter right we never have to repeat lent it's the church's way of saying at least once a year we have to stop and be very intentional to say what now do we need to see that we haven't seen before Because there's always more for us to see that we haven't seen. And what do we need to examine in 2019 that we have not imagined to examine in 2018 or 17 or whatever year before? What do we need to see? Whose stories do we need to hear? What do we need to examine? And it's only as we are immersed in human lives that we'll see them because again, it's about proximity. Now, I, I need to be fair in saying that this word proximity isn't something that just came to me. It's something that I've been hearing from a number of you and from some places and from books of Brian Stevenson. Brian Stevenson, who you may know, wrote the book Just Mercy about the American judicial system, about the death penalty, but also about the school to prison pipeline. That is way too alive and well in this country. The statistics that you know, or if you don't know, Google in terms of the difference between white young men and black young men and the prison system, and how in the last 30 years our prison system has exploded by 700%. And it's not among white people. And he talks about proximity if equity is ever going to be achieved. And he actually talks a bit hopeful. He says, we must make a conscious decision to be willing to do uncomfortable things. We must get proximate to suffering and understand the nuanced experiences of those who suffer from and experience inequality. If you, if we are willing to get closer to people, proximate to people who are suffering, you will find the power to change the world. Lent is about proximity, it's about brokenness, and it's about our willingness to be proximate to our own brokenness and the brokenness of our world. Looking at our community, looking at ourselves, What Lent and Koinonia are about is about community. It's about going out and coming in. It's about going out into the world and seeing what's out there and seeing what God wants us to see, about being in relationships that we haven't been into before. Lent is about the changing of habits, where we go, who we're with, where we shop, it's about going out in the world and then from that going inward and saying what do we need to see about ourselves that needs to be changed and transformed that's what Stevenson holds up if we are brave enough to be proximate then things can be changed in us and in the world so we've seen the illumination We've seen the transfiguration. We've seen what's in our midst. And it's calling us on the way to Jerusalem. And that is a way of proximity.